Hebrews 10, verses 5, 5 through 7. Therefore, when Christ came into the world, he said, Sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but a body you prepared for me. With burnt offerings and sin offerings you were not pleased. Then I said, Here I am. It is written about me in the scroll. I have come to do your will, O God. So in Hebrews 10, verse 5, we read of Christ's coming. It says right at the beginning of the verses Hannah read, Therefore, when Christ came into the world. This is, I think, a little known and sort of secret Christmas text tucked back here in Hebrews. And I think it gives us some real insight into Christmas It says when Christ came into the world, and then what follows is mostly a quotation from Psalm 40. And Psalm 40 is a place where Jesus' coming to this earth is foreshadowed. A lot of the thoughts I want to say tonight for this message came from a guy I really respect and read named James Montgomery Boyce. Four insights into Christ's coming. In a sense, uh, we're going to hold up four candles to this text and see what each candle reveals to us about Christ's coming. One, Jesus came to die. He came with that central purpose. And we need to be reminded of that because it's possible to lose that kind of harsh reality. He came to die, and we know where that was on that cruel cross. We can lose that harsh reality in the sentimentality of it all. We can lose that with the Christmas lights and the candlelight. He says, I have come to do your will in our text. No other baby ever came into this world with a purpose like that or a purpose at all ahead of time. We find our purpose as we grow older as people, hopefully, right? Some of us maybe never quite get there, but not Jesus. That's not how it went with the eternal word that we've been learning about on Sunday mornings in John 1. He came to do something, to do God's will, and that will was to accomplish the plan of salvation. He assumed human flesh. He grew up. He had a public ministry. He suffered and he went to the cross and he rose again to save sinners. And when he came and entered into time, he did so with all of that in mind. He came with a razor-sharp sense of purpose. These verses in Hebrews, they talked about the sacrifices that happened in Israel before Jesus' coming, and those old things, burnt offerings, sin offerings, In our text, Jesus says, you were not pleased with them. That old way of doing things, that Old Testament way of doing things, 
is compared with a new way, the perfect and complete sacrifice of Jesus. He came for a purpose, to do God's will, to be our Savior. And that is really the most important thing about Christmas. We hold up another candle and we see that Jesus was the perfect person for this job. He came with a purpose and he was the perfect person to fulfill that purpose. And that's important because you can have a sense of purpose, sort of a sense of destiny, but not quite be able to pull it off. You see that sometimes. I haven't watched, I used to watch American Idol every year. I, I confess it. I have not the last couple years, but you've seen maybe some of these poor, these poor souls on singing shows like American Idol. They have a sense of purpose. They have a they're they're going to be the next great singer. I'm going to be the next American Idol. And then they open their mouth and they're like tone deaf. They can't sing at all. No self-awareness. Sense of purpose, but there's no way they can pull it off. Or or a little boy or a girl will be like, you know, especially maybe when they get to like age two, three, four. They're going to do this. They're going to tie those shoes. They're going to do whatever. Don't let anyone else touch it. But then they realize they can't do it. And they need a parent to come alongside, give them help. But Jesus had this task, this purpose, and he was perfectly capable to pull it off because he was not only man, this baby who was born, but he was God too. He was a man to die on the cross to pay for the sin of people, of men and women, and he was God to pay the infinite price for our salvation that only God could bear. We hold a third candle to our text and we see also that he was pleased to do this. That word isn't quite in our text, but it is back in the original. Psalm 40, verse 8. I desire to do your will, O God. And the Bible talks about that more often. Jesus being satisfied and delighted to do all this. Delighted to leave eternal glory. Delighted to assume flesh and hang out in our dirty, rotten world. Delighted to be born in a stable. Delighted to become poor. Delighted to suffer. Delighted to die. Yes, says the Bible. Think once about someone who sees something that needs to be done, realizes he's the person to do it, but either she doesn't do it or does it reluctantly. You've seen it. Maybe you've seen it in your own home. (sighs) I guess I'll do it. I guess if I'm the only one, 
who's going to do it? I will. And a job gets done, but there's no joy. That's not how Jesus was. Jesus didn't say, well, Father, I suppose if I'm the only one to save these lousy people of ours down on earth, I'll go. If there's no one else to do it, I'll do it. That's not how the Bible describes it. Jesus delighted to do God's will. It was a joy for him to save God's children, to save you and me in our situation. Isn't that cool to think about that? It's no wonder those angels were joyful when they came to the shepherds announcing his birth. And we should be too this season, not just because we're expecting some presents or not just because of the Christmas spirit created by the lights downtown, but because Jesus was joyful about coming into the world to be our Savior. And we should be joyful about that too. So be joyful. Be glad in Jesus' coming. Be glad this Christmas. Jesus, the one who came, was... Well, a final and fourth candle reveals Jesus coming not just then but also now today in our hearts in his church when we gather like this in the world through the Holy Spirit he says in our text here I am and it's in the present tense it's not only that Jesus has Come, that's past tense, but he is here to stay and never leave again. There's once a famous professor of theology. His name happens to be Edmund Clowney. And the story goes he was talking with someone about the faith, and this person said, you know, the problem I have with Christianity is that it all happened so long ago, like, 2,000 years ago. He's, this guy's like, it's just not about today. I mean, even if all of this was like 50 or 100 years ago, it might be different. It might be a little closer to us and feel a little more relevant to me. This professor, Edmund Clowney, said, those events that happened have not ceased to be current. Rather, Jesus, who came then, comes again and again through the person of the Holy Spirit to bring the accomplishment of his salvation to people. That's why the Christmas story is alive and relevant and has transformed millions of people and continues to transform lives today. The one who came continues to come to people through the Holy Spirit to bring the results of his salvation accomplished in the first century to where you and I stand and live now today. The one who comes and who came stays. And he has come to stay to give us a mission and a purpose We read the verses tonight. The good news of great joy will be for all people. That's what the angel said at his birth. 
In Matthew 28, before Jesus ascended into heaven, he reminded his disciples, and he reminds us today, his followers, of his promised presence and of our calling as the church, God's people, to go out and share the message of the coming of Jesus. Carolers from our church People who carol sing. Carol singers. Do you know that there's a group going over to Elmhurst Hospital after the service tonight? And they're going to spread the carols that they're singing to every room in the hospital and all all the TVs everywhere. The good news of Jesus that they're going to sing. We can share the message in so many ways and we do. You can share the message in your homes with your loved ones, in seeking justice in our nation and world, in the comforting of hurting people, in the way we do our jobs day by day. May each one of us say, Here I am, Lord. I want to do your will. Be assured that he comes to you too today. And what you need to do is to respond to his coming. And you can live out all of that means. You can do that because he says, and lo, I am with you always, even to the very end of the age.